Hello, movie friends, and welcome to the Court of Cinema podcast, the show where we celebrate and analyze our favorite films. I'm your host, Logan, and every Wednesday we dive into the deep world of film and TV. Whether you're a seasoned pro or a curious beginner, there's something here for you to enjoy. In today's episode, we're discussing one of my favorites, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. Someone is killing off Gotham's mob leaders in an eerie costume, vanishing and reappearing like a ghost, and eyewitnesses insist that it is Batman. The Dark Knight is now in serious trouble with the police, accused of being dangerous and unpredictable. Hunted wherever he goes, Batman must solve the mystery of the Phantasm and stop the killings and regain his reputation. Meanwhile, old wounds are opened as Andrea Beaumont, whom Bruce Wayne had a serious love affair with in the past, returns to Gotham City. Memories of the past are now preying on Bruce's mind. Memories of a time before Batman where Bruce was drawn between happiness and the promises he made to his parents. The mystery of the Phantasm is really putting Batman's skills to the test, as the police slowly draw in with no mercy. The answer to it all lies somewhere in the past of both Bruce Wayne and another deadly foe, the Joker. The film was released in 1993 and clocks in an hour and 16 minutes long. The film is directed by Kevin Altieri and Boyd Kirkland, as well as Frank Parr. The film has an estimated budget of $6 million and raked in $5.6 million worldwide. I think my favorite aspect of the film is probably the narrative. I think that this is one of the best animated films of all time, but also this is one of the best Batman films of all time, including live action. I think that what Tim Burton was able to do at knowing the aesthetic of Gotham and showing it in a way that no one had ever seen before was great, but the narrative in those two films lack severely, which is why I, without a doubt, take Batman, Massive Phantasm over Tim Burton's Batman and Batman Returns any day of the week. I also love how this movie definitely inspired Batman Begins 2005. You can see the way it drew inspirations from the way the film dives into Batman's psyche, as well as using non-linear storytelling to tell a brilliant Batman origin story. Now, without further ado, we're going to dive into today's feature presentation on Batman Mass of the Phantasm. During a conference of crime bosses held in a Gotham City skyscraper, gangster Chucky Saul is killed by a mysterious cloaked figure known as the Phantasm. Shortly after, Batman bursts in on a meeting and is blamed for the murder. City Councilman Arthur Reeves tells the media that Batman is an irresponsible menace. Later that evening, Councilman Reeves attends a party at Wayne Manor. He informs Bruce of his old love interest, Andre Beaumont, returning to Gotham City, and he reminds him that she's the one that he let get away. In a flashback 15 years ago, during Bruce's college days, Bruce is seen meeting Andrea in a cemetery while visiting his parents' grave. At this point, Bruce has vowed to avenge his parents' murder by dedicating his life to fighting crime. Later, wearing a ski mask, Bruce thwarts an armed car robbery. However, Alfred asks how the fight went. Bruce is discouraged that the robbers considered him a clownfish vigilante. Bruce realizes he needs to adopt a persona that will strike fear into the heart of wrongdoers. While he is laying the groundwork for crime fighting, Bruce is also dating Andrea Beaumont. Bruce realizes he needs to pick between one or the other, keeping his vow to his parents or being in a relationship with Andrea Beaumont. Bruce pleads to his parents to show him mercy at their grave because he didn't think someone would be there for him. 
and I love the thunder and lightning in the scene operate as a motif for his parents being angry at him and arguing with him. But in reality, it's just Bruce Wayne arguing with the two halves of his life. And the lightning illuminating the sky, the thunder roaring. Bruce says, please, I need it to be different now. I know I made a promise, but I didn't count on being happy. Later, Bruce tells Alfred that he has made his choice and he will abandon his crime-fighting career and focus solely on his work at Wayne Enterprises, and he bought an engagement ring for Andrea, which she accepts. However, Andrea mysteriously leaves Gotham with her father, ending her engagements to Bruce within a letter. Believing that he has lost his only chance of having a normal life, Bruce proceeds with his other choice to avenge his parents' murder and spare other families of his pain. Bruce sees a bat fly through the night sky and realizes that is the perfect image to strike terror in the criminals of Gotham City, and finally dons the mask of Batman. And I love, this is one of my favorite Batman scenes. We see him first put on the mask, and he scares Alfred, and Alfred realizes that the boy he raised is officially gone, and the Batman has taken over. And in so many other superheroes, like Spider-Man or Iron Man, we see that their life began the day it almost ended. With the birth of the Dark Knight, it also was the death of Bruce Wayne. We return to the present, and the Phantasm finds and kills another gangster, Buzz Bronski, who was killed at the graveyard shortly after morning, Chucky Saul. Batman discovers evidence linking the two murdered gangsters. They were both lieutenants of retired mob boss Salvatore Valestra. Valestra himself, despite already close to dying from old age and lung cancer, fears that the killer has a pattern and he is next on the list. He seeks the Joker, with whom he had a prior working relationship with, and offers him a large sum of money to assassinate Batman for him. Unfortunately, he foolishly trades one assassin for another. Rather than going after the killer, Joker kills Valestra with Joker Venom instead. The Joker then sets up a trap for Batman. He then suddenly realizes Batman is not the killer when he sees the Phantasm trigger the bomb, but the Phantasm survives by jumping out the window. Batman, who is nearby and is attracted to the scene by the explosion, tries to catch the Phantasm, but is hindered by Gotham City Police, who still believe he is the killer, and attempt to apprehend him for the string of assassinations while the Phantasm escapes. Rescuing Batman in her car, Andrea explains that she and her father have been hiding in Europe from Balestra and the mob. Carl Beaumont eventually repaid them, but that did not satisfy them. They were angered by the fact that he skipped town on them and wanted the payment in blood. The next day, Joker apprehends Councilman Reeves at his office, explaining that the killer is someone else than Batman. When Reeves coincidentally mentions that Andrea is back in town, the Joker suddenly realizes who the killer really is, and poisons Reeves with Joker gas before leaving. At the same time, Bruce Wayne studies an old photo of the Valestra mob together with Carl Beaumont, and he realizes one of the men in the background draws a smile on his face and realizes that it is the Joker prior to his accident who was Vlester's bodyguard, enforcer, and hitman at the time. Batman visits Councilman Reeves in the hospital, who is now under treatment for Joker poisoning. Batman learns that Reeves was the only person who stayed in touch with Carl Beaumont after he fled Gotham to Europe, and that Reeves also sold information on his whereabouts to Valestra to pay for his election campaign. Valestra then sent his hitman, the future Joker, to Europe to assassinate Beaumont. Disgusted with Reeves, Batman leaves him without offering an antidote for the Joker poisoning. Making out the puzzle, Batman goes to Andrea's apartment, but she isn't there. Instead, he is almost killed by another bomb set by the Joker. 
realizing the bomb was meant for Andrea and not for him, Batman now understands who the Phantasm really is. The Phantasm confronts the Joker in his hideout, which is now the abandoned future expedition that Andrea and Bruce visited years ago. During their fight, the skull mass is lost and reveals that Andrea is the Phantasm, whose intent is to avenge her father's death by killing the monsters to whom he owed money to and who ordered Beaumont murdered. In the middle of their struggle, Batman arrives. Bruce begs Andrea to give up her desire for revenge, but she refuses, saying that Joker and Valestra ruined her chances with Bruce and that he himself is constantly fighting for revenge. Andrea picks the Joker up and both of them vanish in the confusion of fire and smoke from the final battle, with the Joker laughing maniacally, with Batman barely escaping through the waterway while a series of rage explosions go off. Back at the Batcave, a heartbroken Bruce receives a consolation from Alfred, stating that Andrea was obsessed with revenge and murder, and no one could have helped. Bruce finds the locket with a photo of himself and Andrea inside the cave. The final scene shows Batman now permanently alone, standing on top of a building. Still in grief, the bat signal emerges in the distance, and the Batman flies into action to continue his crusade against crime. Even after all of these years, I still believe that Batman Mask of the Phantasm remains one of the best and also the most underrated Batman adaptation. It's not nearly as long as The Dark Knight or The Batman, but I still believe it deserves to be recognized as one of the best Batman adaptations. Even with such a short runtime, it still dives into Batman's psyche and shows us the emotional weight this character carries. Bruce losing a woman while also losing a piece of himself, and how he carries on, in my opinion, is what makes people connect with the character on such an intimate level, that being his indomitable human spirit. Batman doesn't have any flight or super speed or super strength. All he has is his will to complete his mission. Damaged and scarred by the trials that life has put him through, he didn't let himself be defined by life pushing him down, but instead, how he chose to get back up. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Court of Cinema podcast. We hope you found this discussion informative as well as engaging. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review on your preferred podcast platform. In the meantime, you can stay up to date on all things Court of Cinema by following us on social media. Until next time, we'll see you in the movies.